Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm Amy. I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And this week, we are going to be talking all about our trip down to Denver and Boulder and Rocky Mountain National Park, all in Colorado. And we had started out, let's see, last week we were in Yellowstone and Jackson Hole. So we were actually in Bozeman, Montana, and needed to make the trip down to Colorado. Um, So from Bozeman, we headed to uh, Billings, Montana, actually, which is not very far. It's like an hour and a half. Um, But we had a reason to stop there. We were going to have lunch with our friends, uh, Rachel and her husband over from nourishingminimalism.com. And we had a fabulous lunch at the Field House, which is a little farm-to-table place in downtown Billings. It was just great to visit with them, and the food was really good. That was a great stop. It was a good place. Yeah, yeah I liked it. It's hard to find farm-to-table lunches, but uh, that yeah, worked out. Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, and then we had kind of a, a long afternoon drive to Buffalo, Wyoming. We needed to stop there for a night to break up the trip. Otherwise, it would have been way too long. Um, So we stayed at Deer Park um, there in Buffalo, Wyoming for the night and really didn't do a lot. We got there kind of like after dark. We didn't even really unhook our car. So we can't say anything about Buffalo, Wyoming other than we stayed at Deer Park and it worked out well. Uh, And then we started early the next day because we had a long drive. Um, to get to Colorado. We actually stayed in Central City, Colorado, which is just outside Denver. It's actually sort of hard to stay in Denver in a motorhome. Like, there's not a lot of parks right around there. Yeah, it's slim pickings, and yeah. uh, a lot of them seem to have full-time people there, so yeah. it's hard to get a spot. There weren't a lot of options. Um, and looking back on this, and we'll get to this a little bit more, but um, I'm not sure we would stay at this place again, because it was, <laughs> while it was beautiful... It was really high. It was 9,000 feet elevation, and that is a lot when you're used to living at sea level. It's a lot for anybody, Um, you know, but that's, yeah. So anyway, we'll get there. Um, But the drive to get to Central City was long, um, and it was kind of boring. Like, no offense, Wyoming, this part was just a little bit long. Um, Lots of prairies, lots of everything looking the same. We love, love, love Wyoming, but this just specific area was, like, kind of boring. And so it made the day go really slowly. (laughs) Um, But then when we got into Colorado, you know, we kept waiting. We came in through, like, Loveland area and all that. And I'm like, okay, where are the mountains? Like, where's it happening? Rocky Mountains, Yeah, where are you? Um, And then we found them. So, uh, and then we really found them going up into Central City. Like, oh, my goodness. That was quite a drive like I didn't think we were gonna make it sometimes we were climbing it was very windy the view was stunning I mean of course it is when you're in the mountains and you're at that high but um Central City itself is just this little it's actually kind of a casino central city um and it was nestle down in the mountains it was like an old mining town and to get to we stayed at Central City KOA to get there 
it was wow. You had to go through the yeah. middle of town and wind around and go up this really steep hill and past all these houses and then another steep hill and it's like you drive by off off the off the highway into Central City and you pass the KOA. Yeah, and you're like, why can't yeah. I turn there? You, well, you can't get to it. You no. have to go downtown and back into around. the city, down the hill, up the hill. And in a, what is that, like 45,000 pound motorhome? Like, that's kind of a big deal. Um, towing a car, you know, like I think we're over 60 foot long with all the stuff. Um, so it is kind of an ordeal. And making some of those turns and stuff, let's just say we weren't in the happiest, happiest, happiest of moods when we got there. We were <laughs> kind of over it. And then, you know, 9,000 feet, like I said, is kind of no joke. Um, you know, that's a high elevation and the air is thinner. You have a little bit harder time breathing. Um, so doing all of our normal tasks of, you know, unloading things and getting the car off the dolly and all that stuff was just like a little bit of a, a thing. I think we made dinner and just sort of collapsed that night. So um, anyway, and then we went into Denver the next day or so, you know, did some exploring you know, we had to do some restocking, so went to Whole Foods there. We actually had sort of a hard time finding, like, farm-to-table places in Denver. Maybe we were looking in the wrong way, but it seemed... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it seemed, seemed slim pickings, but maybe... We maybe would... there was an enclave we didn't find. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, we um, we did enjoy our time there, but we um, found a lot of places that we wanted to visit were in Boulder, and Boulder is so cool. We didn't get to go for a few days because we had a lot of work to catch up on. And then um, I actually was a little bit under the weather for a couple of days. I got some sniffles probably from all the the crazy schedule that we'd had. Um, and the elevation certainly didn't help anything. Um, so I was down for the count for a couple days. But then, um, then we went into Boulder. And it's just so nice. Like the drive from where we were in Central City over to Boulder was so pretty. You know, you pass the flat irons and... Um, the mountains there and then there's the flat iron vista there's a nice little hike you can do there it's about three miles um you know through the meadow all that it's so pretty um and there's just a lot going on in boulder you know it's a college town there's just a lot of neat shops and like we had our pick kind of of, of restaurants to go to yeah they were all over the place there, yeah but... yeah we went down to the pearl street mall and pearl street mall is cool it's not like a mall like you would normally think of it's an outdoor kind of shopping area, eateries, I mean, just like a whole outdoor thing going on. Um, so it's it's really nice, and there's tons of things to check out. So I think we started at Nectar. I had a juice there. Um, we popped into a few stores just, you know, looking at stuff. We looked at some local art. I did a little shopping, and then we went and stopped for lunch. At the kitchen next door. The kitchen next door is a great little farm-to-table place. Definitely, you know, excellent sourcing there. Um, they have the kitchen, and then they have the next door. Um, so I'll put a link on the show notes to the website. Of course, I do that with everything that we talk about, because I know a lot of times you're multitasking as you listen. Um, but if you'll go to realfoodwholehealth.com, under podcasts, under episodes, you can just click on this episode and it'll take you to the link where you can listen to the replay and then also um, have the links to everything that we talk about. Um, so anyway, the kitchen next door, the service was great. Um, it was so fast. I couldn't even believe how fast the food came out. It was. We ordered it and not three minutes later, there <laughs> it, it was. There it was. Um, but the food was delicious. We had um, bacon wrapped dates to start out. 
And then I ordered a kale and apple salad, which is kind of like their, you know, signature salad. Um, and it's incredible. So, so good. And they donate for each one that you buy to like a school gardens program, which is awesome. And then Matt got some grass-fed beef meatballs that were, I don't know, over polenta yeah, with veggies. Polenta. And oh my Very gosh, good. really, really good. Um, so we really enjoyed our experience there and went back to doing a little bit of shopping. Again, I think that Pearl Street Mall is, you know, like four blocks. So there's plenty to walk around and see in that area. And we had just a gorgeous day. We were really lucky to have a, a blue, you know, sky and warm day. So that worked out really well. Um, and then later in the afternoon, we went to Ozo Coffee Company and, uh, I think you got a, a decaf latte and I got a, a chai tea and the chai was so good. It was really spicy. That was a good show. Yeah, it was good. That's always one of my go-tos. So anyway, and then we went to Whole Foods on the way back. Um, you know, we had to kind of go to a couple of different ones, the one in Denver, the one in Boulder, like to get everything that we needed. Um, but there was some great stuff and, and we got to do some restocking. Um, and then like one of the big reasons that we were in the area was to go to Rocky Mountain National Park. And so a couple days later, we went into Estes Park. Um, Estes Park is a cute town. So cool. Um, again, the drive from where we were to Estes Park from Central City um, was so, so pretty. You know, I mean, all throughout Colorado was gorgeous. But, you know, you're driving, you've got the mountain views, you know, your vistas everywhere you look, passing tons of lakes and little rivers along the road. It was just so lovely. It was totally scenic. Then, oh, yeah. totally. And then, um, you know, you come into Estes Park, which is sort of like nestled down in the mountains. So you come over this hill and then you see it. And it's just like really enchanting. And then when we get into town, we were totally laughing because there were elk everywhere, like absolutely everywhere. And there was an elk statue there in town and there was like three elk standing around it like oh this is where we're supposed to be right this is where our little statue is um so at first you know we had to do a double take like is that really like live elk or is that the statue um and then we look over on the golf course there's golf courses everywhere there and um they're laying out under the trees there i mean there's just there's dozens yeah it was really funny um we didn't think we were gonna get to see any of those until we got in the park but there they were so um, we actually went into Rocky Mountain National Park through the Fall River entrance. Um, there's a few different ways to go in. I mean, of course, you can go in from other parts of Colorado as well. But um, from Estes Park, even, you can, you know, dip down and go in through, I think it's Beaver Meadow. Um, but we would have missed part of, you know, what we wanted to see. And so we just decided to pick Fall River. Um, it's definitely something that you could go in a lot of different times and see a lot of stuff because we didn't even cover everything that we wanted to see um so but our main goal was to go in and do the uh trail ridge road this is a scenic drive that winds all the way through the park um and it's really quite spectacular yeah in some areas it's quite steep too oh very steep and it gains elevation really really fast um so you go from like you know a forest level kind of your mainland forest level up to the alpine level which is like similar to what you'd find in the arctic where like trees can't survive um so that's really neat the alpine level is always cool but anyway we um we went into the park and like right away on this road um you pass sheep lakes and then horseshoe park and there's a pull-off there where you can overlook the meadows and lakes. And then I got this amazing picture 
of the mountains, like, sort of stacked is what they look like. Like, one after another. You can see all these peaks in a row. And down at that time, we had, like, a little bit of fog going on. It was really cool. Like, it was a nice day. Um, but we had, like, a little bit of fog in the mountains. And it made them look all kind of smoky. Mysterious. And, yeah, yeah, very mysterious. It was so cool. Did that end up on Instagram? I think it did. Everything ends up on Instagram, right? If you're not following us on Instagram, we're at Real Food Whole Health. Really easy to find there. We post all of our travel photos, or a lot of them. I can't post all of them, but we post, you know, some highlights there. So make sure you're following along. Um, but yeah, we took that, you know, Trail Ridge Road, and there's actually like, as you come past Horseshoe Park, you kind of go around like a big corner, and that's where you can choose your own adventure, sort of, <laughs> because you can stay with Trail Ridge. And go, you know, up the mountain and all these things. And that's what we were going to do. And that's a paved road. Um, or you can take the old Fall River Road, which is like a throwback to how it used to be. And it's unpaved. It's one way. Um, it's very steep. There's no guardrails. And you can only go about 15 miles an hour at the most. Um, so that's super neat. But you do miss a lot of turnouts that you would have seen otherwise. And it takes like so long. And we did not have that long. Because we had, we had already said, okay, we're going to spend like four to six hours here. Um, and then we were going to have like a two or three hour drive back. So we didn't have just tons of time. Um, and that was not going to work out for us with the car and all that. But if you are adventurous and you have the vehicle for it, check it out. Because I think it's probably pretty cool from the I pictures we so, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what's cool about Trail Ridge Road is that you can see old fall river road several times anyway you can kind of see from above what's going on down there and i know it's not the same as like being there um but you can see a lot of stuff from that elevation um so anyway it was just so cool we you know started on the thing so you always want to make sure you're following the signs you know towards trail ridge road and we were going in with the map you know when you check in a national park usually they'll give you a park map we had not done any prep um, for this, you know, like we did with Yellowstone where we tried to look some stuff up and even that we did a little by the seat of our pants <laughs> exploring, but, um, but this one was really easy to do that. You didn't really have to know going in like what you were going to see because it's all, you know, they're so good about the signs and stuff. Um, so anyway, you come in, you do that, you know, turn, you stay to the Trail Ridge Road and you start taking the turnoffs. Um, so you wind up, you know, the mountain past Beaver Lakes. We didn't really see anything there. I think they're even closing the the walkways there and stuff because I don't think the lakes really are there like they used to be. Um, and it's kind of returning to meadow. Um, and so anyway, then you go past the mini parks curve. You can pull out there and check some stuff out. And for all of these viewpoints, you can see tons of stuff. I mean, you can see the Great Plains. You can see up into Wyoming. Like, it's really cool. Um, and just mountain after mountain. Like, so many, I can't even name them all. Um, and I don't even think, I mean, I guess they all have names, but <laughs> they weren't even outlined there on the, yeah, on the like lookout. like to be in charge of naming all the mountains. I know, right? Um, and then Rainbow Curve was like one of my favorites. It was, you can just see so very much and it was just really, really pretty. I mean, you got to think like all of this was carved by glaciers, like moving through and, that is so neat to think about when you're looking at these massive peaks and then you're seeing, you know, these valleys and meadows and 
we were just so lucky with the wildflowers in bloom and it was cool. It was very cool. And as you're going up, you know, of course you're gaining elevation. So you're watching the trees get smaller um, because they can't survive, you know, at the alpine level, the air is just not rich enough for them. Um, and it's very windy and all that kind of stuff. Like we as humans, like don't notice it as much most of the days that we're there. I mean, the, the yeah. temperature changes yeah, quite drastically. And if we stayed there for a time. But then, we'd really yeah. notice it. Yeah. Um, because it gets, you know, barely above 50, like even in the summer. Um, so it's, it's hard for the trees to survive, but the alpine layer, like seeing those like shrubs and stuff, some of those take like a hundred years to grow to like a little baby plant, a little yeah. shrub, a tiny shrub, not even like a, sh- like a hedgerow shrub. No bush. Just no a tiny bush. Little shrub. <laughs> no bush. Just a tiny little thing. Um, and they're all scrubby and they're just like, they get like the most beautiful little flowers. Like they're so neat to check out. Um, so when you, you know, get out at a pullover, like really look at the plants and see what's going. Cause I think they have like a 40 day growing season or something. And, you know, for them to blossom in that time in all the different colors, pinks and purples and yellows and whites, really very cool. Um, so all that was going on when we were there and we were really just soaking it all in. Um, and then past Rainbow Curve, you go up to Forest Canyon. And Forest Canyon, there's a it's a short hike and it's really worth it because you go through those wildflower meadows and then you see the mountains of the Continental Divide and like Mount Ida and all of that. Um, and that's definitely so pretty. We passed the Continental Divide like a million times. We did on this whole journey. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. I feel like every episode we're like, and then the Continental Divide. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, and then you go up through Rock Cut, which, you know, isn't really like a thing. It's just an area. But what's amazing is like through the area, you sort of have to like pause and think about like, what did it take to really build this road like up through the mountains? You know, when I was reading about it, they used tons and tons of explosives. Like, at one point, they used, like, a half a ton at one time that they fired off at the same time um, to cut through the rock. And, you know, to do that, they wanted to protect, like, everything else around it. So they wrapped all these other, like, mountains and whatevers in timber. And then, you know, they blew the explosives. And then they had to haul away all the rock because they didn't just want rock piles. So... That's just monumental. Like, when you think of it, it sort of, like, blows your mind. Can't even wrap your brain around it. it Yeah, It does. I can't even imagine. Um, And then as you continue up, you just go through several other turnouts, and then you go to Gore Range. Again, this is a great overlook to look, you know, tons and tons of mountains for miles. I mean, there's just dozens. Um, And then up to the Alpine Visitor Center. And by the time you get here, you probably want to make a little pit stop (laughs) and refill your water bottles. Um, there weren't just tons of bathroom stops before this. So this is definitely, and it closes a little earlier than you would think. (laughs) Yeah, we just made it. (laughs) Like just, they had actually locked the door and I got in when somebody coming out opened the door. Um, otherwise we would have been in trouble. Um, but it's pretty high. It's, I think it's one of the highest areas there, about 12,000 feet. So you are really spending a lot of time at a high elevation. Um, and you feel it, you really feel it, especially with the hikes. Um, you know, you just have to go like a lot slower, you know, unless you're used to the elevation and most people are not. So just, you know, make sure to drink plenty of water and, you know, take your time, um, and allow a little extra time because it is, you know, you're going to need it. 
Um, and then you go from the Alpine Visitor Center. That's actually the highest point. You start like working your way back down, but not very fast. No. No. No, you stay up high for a while. You really do. Because when you leave, you go around this mo- Medicine Bow Curve and down to Milner Pass. And at Milner Pass is when you pass the Continental Divide again. So, you know, again, it's crazy to think about as you're up there at almost 11,000 feet at that point. You know, you're thinking, okay, all the water on the east side is going to flow to the Mississippi and the Atlantic, and all the water on the west side is going to go down to the Colorado River and the Pacific Ocean. Like, it's just crazy to think about that happening. It is. And just, you're standing up there, and it's like, you know, think about how far, the, if a drop goes over here or over here, how far right. it travels to the ocean. Right, to the ocean. That's just wild. Um, and then you keep working down. We passed Lake Irene, which is, I think, more like a pond. It didn't really feel like a lake. But anyway, they call it Lake Irene. Um, and we saw some deer there. That was nice. They were just hanging out and doing their deer thing. Um, and then Farview Curve, that's a great pullout. Um, you get the Kawanichi Valley. That's just so gorgeous. And, you know, again, the meadows. And that was full of elk, absolutely full of elk. We saw dozens and dozens. Um, and you can see the Colorado River from there, the Never Summer Mountain Range. That's still at 10,000 feet. So you really haven't gone down too, too much. And then from there, it is like a crazy amount of twists and turns and switchbacks and descents. And all through there, you pass a bunch of trailheads. So if you're going to do some, some hiking or something, that's where so many trailheads are. You can just take your pick. Um, but that was just elk everywhere. Yeah. I, I, by the end of it, I think we'd seen hundreds of elk. Probably, oh, yeah. it was crazy. Was all over the place. Yeah, and they go in herds, you know. So you'll see them staying together in different, you know, groups, and they have no qualms really about going across the road. They will just jet right on out, <laughs> and if you see one, another one's coming. So just be really alert to that. Um, and then we got into Grand Lake, and that's actually the end of like the park, um, and at least on this trail right, the yeah. trail ridge road like there's plenty of other places to explore and i mean if you lived local you could just go a million times and do climbing or whatever you want to do but um we ended up in grand lake and by this time we really needed to eat uh dinner i had brought some snacks um you know for our hiking whatever but we needed to eat dinner and there weren't really a lot of options we thought there were going to be more but we ended up at sagebrush barbecue um, and it was actually quite good. You know, we had to kind of pick and choose, but we were able it was, to... It was yeah. good, and most of the stuff they make from scratch, which was nice. Exactly. I think we, we had a spinach artichoke dip that Very they... Good. Yeah, because we asked them, like, what's in it? You know, whatever, all the questions that we go through. And they totally make it from scratch, just like you would, you know, make it home. It was spinach and artichokes and cream cheese, and it was delicious. Um, and we were able to get that with some, like, veggie dipper sticks, you know, like carrot sticks and whatever. And then, um, and then just meat and veggies like there. So it was great really to be able to make it work. And then we left it almost dark. It was just almost dark. And we knew we had a couple hours ahead and driving through the mountains in the dark. Driving through mountains where it's already pitch black. It's just difficult. It's yeah. It felt like a lot longer than two hours to be honest with you. But, um, we really lucked out because we caught the, it was like one of the super moons, um, and it was a full moon that night, and we caught it rising over Shadow Mountain Lake, and it was just enormous. It sure was. Oh, my gosh. Like, we pulled over and took pictures and pictures. I was standing in the field on the side of the road, like, taking all these pictures, thinking, I hope I'm not stepping on anything crazy or getting, <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, ticks or anything. It was so amazing. So pretty. Um, and then we took the, the drive home and went through Granby and you go through Winter Park, which is a big ski area. Um, and then just tons of twisty, turny mountain switchbacks um, until you get to the turnoff for the drive up to the RV park, which is also twisty, turny and tons <laughs> of switchbacks and up to 9000 feet. So, yeah. But anyway, the next day my parents were going to meet us. They had come up from Dallas. Um, they were actually coming up for another kind of um, conference or something and decided they were going to meet us for another adventure. And we're going to get into that next week um, because we went to Colorado Springs. We did Pikes Peak. We went and explored some cliff dwellings of the Anasazi Indians, Garden of the Gods. We even went to Grand Junction and the Colorado National Monument. All that is just awesome. Yep. Yeah. All stunning really stuff. cool. We'll yeah. Talk about it next week. Yeah. We'll get to that next week. Um, so we'll see you then. Thanks so much for joining us today. Again, all those show notes, all the links um, that we talked about can be found at realfoodwholehealth.com under podcast, under episodes. Just click on the link and it'll take you to the page for the episode. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.